0: This is an Appalachian Vibes mini-episode from WNCW. I'm your host, Amanda Bakke. Appalachian Vibes is a show dedicated to challenging the expectations and celebrating the diversity of music, art, and literature created in and around Appalachia. My guest today is Courtney Brown from Roanoke, Virginia. She's an assistant professor at Southern Methodist University at the Center for Creative Computation. She's a Fulbright Scholarship winner, a coder, and musician who designs instruments and composes using a very unique medium, a dinosaur's head.
1: I'm Courtney Brown, and I consider myself a musician. I was always interested in interactive sound and instrument, making instruments from, well, since uh, Dartmouth. And so... I decided to go get my doctorate and um I was tired of having a day job as a computer programmer and I wanted to maybe go into academia. So I decided to get my doctorate. Um and so I was going to Arizona State University, which was like the West, and I'd never lived, I kind of had lived kind of up and down like the East, um, but I'd never lived in the West. And so um I did this long road trip from Roanoke, Virginia. To phoenix and we went on like route 40 the old route 66 and um we decided to kind of like take it slightly slow and like do like road trippy things and so like as we were going there was like this um advertisement for a dinosaur museum just like constantly And I was like, I want to go to the Dinosaur Museum. Let's do it. So we went to the Dinosaur Museum. It was in New Mexico. I'm actually in New Mexico now. And um, there was this exhibit. And then you could press a button and hear the call of this duck-built dinosaur. It was a parasaur lofalis. And I just love the sound. And I love the idea of it because, you know, I'm a singer and uh all of a sudden i realized that maybe dinosaurs were singers too and then i was thought dinosaurs were kind of neat i wasn't like really into dinosaurs but like when i realized they were they could be singers i was like really into it i was really i started to become really into dinosaurs because they could actually sing and i thought this was like so interesting just cuz i hadn't seen anything about like sound going any anything that far back and i'd always loved animals as a kid so I just started thinking of ways that I could incorporate this into my work. I was like, I have to put this in my work. I've never seen this anywhere because I make instruments. I immediately, I immediately started thinking about what if you could blow and then it was like something that came out, you know, because I don't like press. That's like not how you interact with music, right? When you're a musician, you like play something and there's like, you have to learn technique and I'm a singer. So I use the breath. And so that's how I started to have this idea of that. There could be this like skull instrument that you would blow into the skull. You're like bringing this thing to life, but you're also like engaging with this dead thing. So that's how it started.
0: How did you go about actually creating the skull and what made you choose this particular dinosaur?
1: Well, it's easy why I chose it. It's because it was in 2009. And while now like CT scanning dinosaur skulls is something that paleontologists kind of do, back then it was like very specialty. Not many people did it. And then like how I kind of like knew about it was like these few researchers that were doing it. And so I just made a lot of calls until I got in contact and emails until I got in contact with a paleontologist. And I was like just doing a lot of dinosaur research and they had like um done a recent paper on dinosaur, um, the the Carithosaurus and other hadrosaur inner ears and brain case. So if I'm a vocalizing creature, my ears tend to be tuned to my voice. And so they so they looked at the cochlea of the dinosaur of of these hadrosaurs. From the cochlea, you can actually guess, you can actually estimate. Um the center frequency of hearing and the hearing limit. Right. So, you and so what they did is that they found that the center frequency of hearing was actually tuned to their own, the resonant frequency of their um, nasal passages and crest. So, this was evidence for, that these dinosaurs really did use their crest for sound resonation. In order to do this, they had to do CT scans. So, um, So therefore I was contacting these people a lot. (laughs) And eventually I did get in contact with somebody who could give me a scan, um, Dr. Lawrence Whitmer. And that was the scan that he could give me. The other ones weren't like ready. And he gave me like a 3D model, which is like, actually like, you know, there's the scans and that's like, and you actually have to create your like 3D model from like this other type of just it's called segmentation. So, but he gave me like the 3D model. So I had this model. And so that's that's why it was the only one that was available. <laughs>
0: The composition you just heard was from the 2023 Hadrosaur Variations, recorded at the New Music Edmonton's Now Hear This Festival. The composition was created using an older sub-adult instrument. Sharif Razak was Courtney's collaborator for the fabrication. CT scans were provided by Lawrence Whitmer from Ohio University. You can learn more about Dinosaur Choir and Courtney's work at Courtney-Brown.net. Thank you to my guests this week. A special thanks to Pelmyra the band for the intro music titled Microwave Dinner. You can catch up on past episodes of Appalachian Vibes wherever you stream podcasts or at AppalachianVibes.net. I'm Amanda Bocke. I'll see y'all Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for the full hour of Appalachian Vibes, from WNCW.